call to prayer. And uh, within that word, to the body of Christ, it's to all believers. This is a time where all believers in the body of Christ around the world must come to that call of prayer. We have all got to be praying. This isn't left for the intercessors. This isn't left for the prayer teams. This isn't left for those who are prophetic or left to the professional prayers. This is for every believer. We're all called to prayer. Can you, I get an amen on that. Amen and amen. And I want to share with you a verse from Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. And it says this, do not be anxious about anything. What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Who wrote that? Oh, a guy wrote that when the church was being persecuted and fed the lions and they were going door to door to try to destroy the church. And his admonition was, well, don't be anxious about that. Don't be anxious about anything. About anything. Wow, where do you get to that place? How do you get there? Do I get there psychologically? Do I get there mentally, intellectually? No, I get there by my spirit, a spirit who continues to resound and tell me and testify that God is my Father, God is my Father, Abba Father, Abba Father. Be anxious about, don't be anxious about anything, but he reverses that. Don't be anxious about anything, but in all things, everything should be brought to God in prayer. That's what cancels out anxiousness. Prayer, going to your source, going to your resources, going to Father by the unction of the Spirit so that you will remove your anxiousness for expectation from God. Do you know what anxiousness is? Anxious is fearing what is coming. But if I take my eyes off of my anxiousness and what's over here and put them on God, I bring everything to God, I have an expectation that I don't have to be anxious about because God holds my world in his hands. We just sang that, amen? So he says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving, your requests be made known to God. So everything has got to go to God in requests, prayer requests. So we have to fight. Now this is a daily fight because every day there's something new on the horizon, isn't there? You see, you, you, you don't get this, there's not this place where you reach at some point, it's like, oh, made it to the level where nothing bothers me. And someone once said, new levels, new devils. Every level you go to has another level of opposition. So, so you are always, you and I are always in the process of transferring anxiousness into relying on God. So it's a continual pursuit, okay? Some of you feel like, oh, I could never make it. Look at that guy over across the room. He's amazing. He's worshiping. I'm breaking down. It's like, no, he's got his own issues. We all do, right? So this is a process. Now, psychologists are saying today uh, that we have yet to see, you know, we're talking about COVID, we're talking about riots, we're talking about uh, defunding police, we're talking about the collapse of our culture, we're talking about all this kind of stuff. And in all of that, we're looking at what's going to happen to our economy, 
We haven't even begun to present that. How many businesses? They say 48% of all businesses are going to fail being extended in this COVID thing, right? And so we're looking at an economic problem and all these issues, but a lot of people are not talking about the psychological damage that's going on in our culture, especially with our children and our young people. They're scared. They don't understand what has shifted overnight. They don't have the ability, the cognitive reasoning, and the abstract thinking to understand how come today is so different than what it was three months ago. They don't get it. So there's this level of post-traumatic syndrome distress disorder that's coming on this nation. That's anxiety, wouldn't you say? But this verse gives us a solution, and it says to pray. If there's anything we need to teach our children, it's to pray. It's to go to God. If there's anything the church must do at this moment, this is a, a punctiliar moment. Everybody say punctiliar. punctiliar. You're not excited about it. It's a new word. Say it again. Punctiliar. Punctiliar moment. That means, boom, an emphasis, a, a dot punctuated. This is a punctuated moment for the church where we must engage in prayer. We must storm heaven. We must turn all our anxiousness unto God because God's got a solution. God's got an answer. And what it is is in prayer. And so what I want you to learn is that PTSD is no longer post-traumatic syndrome disorder. It is prayer, thankfulness, supplication, and devotion. That's the PTSD the church needs to go in and operate in. Prayer, thankfulness, supplication, and devotion. That's what he said in Philippians. And he says it in other places, Paul. And so this is the formula from turning anxiousness into a new order of PTSD. It's no longer post-traumatic and trauma disorder. It is prayer, thankfulness, supplication, and devotion. And I want to take you through that and has Paul spells that out in Ephesians 6 18 he says this praying at all times in the spirit that's the first part PTSD praying all the time in the spirit with all prayer and supplication you got to get the full arsenal of prayer out then he says to that end keep alert with all perseverance that's the devotion that's the diligence we're talking about making supplication for all the saints. Now let's take that apart and let's understand what God is calling us to. I'm excited because you in this room right here, those listening by Facebook, you're going to change this culture, this age, and be involved in the dynamic of what God's bringing to planet Earth at this time. Amen. I'm excited about that. That's our assignment. Our assignment, everybody's been looking for an assignment. Well, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Your first assignment is get on your knees. Amen? Amen. And if you can't get on your knees because you can't get back up again, then sit down, but get to praying. But we're going to have to pray. So let's take a look at this PTSD. The first one is this, pray at all times in the Spirit. Paul says it in another portion of Scripture. He says, pray without what? Ceasing. All times praying, all times in communion, in fellowship. You're bringing every thought captive to the authority of Christ. So it's not, you're not bringing every thought into your own ideas where anxiousness can dwell and grasp, grasp it and take it. You're taking it immediately, bringing all thoughts. You're walking with the Holy Spirit. You're sharing every thought with the Holy Spirit. You're discussing everything with the Holy Spirit. So praying at all times. 
Now, how many, this is not a good illustration for COVID period, but anyways, how many of you have ever had a cough? <laughs> you ever have an irritating cough? And, and, and what happens throughout the day if you ever have a cold with a cough, what does it do? It interrupts constantly interrupting. You're saying, oh my gosh, I'm coughing all the time. And you're trying to talk and you're coughing. That's exactly what he talks about when he says pray without ceasing. In other words, it interrupts your day all day long. So instead of a sickness or a flu or a cough or anything else, what we're talking about is prayer. You're just constantly interrupting. You're on the phone. They say something. You have a sense of an anxious thought. You're praying. You're bringing everything at all times in prayer to the Lord Jesus Christ. Every thought. Father, I'm having this thought. What do you think? What's going on? What are your ideas? Holy Spirit, tell me. Do you know the Holy Spirit's very creative? Did you know he's a genius? He's a genius. Right? Why would we not go to him? He's better than Google. Wikipedia has nothing on Holy Ghost. So at all times, you're praying. And then he says, in the Spirit. In the Spirit of God. So we're praying in the Spirit all the time. And Paul says there's, there's a couple ways that he is going to commit to praying. He said, I'm going to pray with my understanding, and I'm going to pray in the Spirit. And so constantly we're praying. Because the Spirit is giving us unction to pray. And the more you get used to that, how many of you know, the, the more familiar you are, you're going to get with the fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You're going to get familiar with the voice of the Holy Spirit. You're going to get familiar with the nudge of the Holy Spirit. How many of you have had a Holy Spirit nudge this week? Amen? He keeps giving you a little bit of a, huh? What about that? So the more you're praying in the Spirit, the more you're used to the voice of the Spirit, you'll know, and, and you're just sharing everything at all times with Him. And then he goes to the second point, and he says, and all prayer and supplication. All prayer. What would that mean, all, all prayer? There's different kinds of praying, isn't there? There's intercession, right? There's the prayer of faith. There's the prayer of consecration. There's the prayer of agreement where two or more are gathered in my name in agreement, right? There's all different kinds of prayers. There's prayers that are desperate. Ah, help! There's prayers that are thoughtful where you shift into your King James. Thou, O heavenly, mighty Godeth of my fathers. There's prayers from songs. You can read prayers. There's good prayers that saints of old have written that you can read and, and have the same unction and devotion. Any kind of prayer you can come up with, come on, use it. Fill your pockets, fill your mind with every prayer you got. If you want to, bring prayer cards. Right? Did you know, here's a really good resource for prayer. There's like this whole book. <laughs> There's a whole book of prayers here. Isn't that awesome? Wow, put some of that in your head. Right? So all kinds of prayers and supplication. I find this verse over and over in, in the scripture. Supplication, supplication, supplication. It's not about eating dinner. So what is supplication? Supplication. Supper. No. Supplication. What supplication is, is making your requests known to God. It's asking God for what you need and what you want. And there's nothing wrong with that. We've gotten to a place where it's like, oh, don't ask God for that. That's too little. You should ask God for spiritual things, right? But we pray for the closest parking space at Target, and we pray for everything. But why not? But if God's going to give you a parking space in front of Target, he should also get you a ticket to wherever you need to go to 
preach the gospel. It should give you boldness to go witness to your neighbor. So if you're going to ask for a parking lot spot, ask for boldness to speak to your neighbor too. But it says basically everything. Supplication is asking God for everything all the time. Everything. Whatever your heart needs. Whatever you desire. You have supplication. And so we're going to pray with all, all the time, no matter what, with all kinds of prayers and for every need that I have. And that's going to break the power of anxiousness. It's turning anxiousness into expectation. And then he goes, to this end, this is what will happen. So therefore, keep alert with all perseverance. That's the D in the PTSD, the diligence. Being desperate, diligence, persevere, keep asking, keep knocking. There's a couple stories that Jesus tells in the gospel. And it's a word, I'm giving you a lot of words today, right? You had punctiliar, here's another one. And this word is, is importunity importunity. It means shameless persistence. And Jesus tells two stories about prayer. He says there's this little old lady who who needs an issue settled by the court, but they don't have enough time to bother with her. It's small claims and, and we don't even need it. But for her, it's a big claim. It's a big need. And he's talking about prayer with God. And he says, you know what? Go to the Father. Go. Ask. Oh, but that's such a small thing. I don't want to ask. Ask, supplication, everything. So the story Jesus tells is this little old lady goes, she finds out where the judge lives. Right? Turns out if you know where someone lives and you go there, they change the laws. But anyways, I'll leave that alone. Um, So she's knocking on the door. And as she's knocking on the door, he says, leave me alone, lady. And she keeps knocking. He's done with court. He comes off his stage and he's going out the door. And guess who's at the door? Little lady. Um, excuse me, judge. Driving her nuts. Finally, because of her shameless persistence, her constant knocking, he says, what do you want? And she tells him the story and he goes, well, that's easy. Yeah, he rules in her favor. Because of shameless persistence. And that's what Jesus is teaching us about prayer. With all perseverance, all diligence, keeps asking. And then there's the other story Jesus tells about prayer, about a guy who's got some friends coming over to his house, but it's late at night, and they come over, and he's got nothing prepared. He doesn't have anything for them. So he goes to his neighbor, and he says, Hey, Bert, I need some bread. I got neighbors coming. He goes, I put the kids to bed where lights are out. Go away. But Bert, they're coming. I have nothing. I don't want to have these guests come without nothing. I need food. Leave us alone. I'm in bed. Bert. Has anybody ever hounded you like that? We call that hounding because dogs do that. It's like, get away from me. They just pursue, pursue, pursue. And, and, and so finally the guy goes, oh, fine. And he gets up and he gives him the bread. Here. And then Jesus says... How much more will your Father, who is righteous, give you what you're asking? Amen? And so our prayers, we have to keep praying and to stay alert. Uh, It says in Colossians 4.2, continue steadfastly in prayer. Continue steadfastly in prayer. Shameless persistence. Keep at it. Keep asking. Keep asking. Keep praying. Look, we've got we've to knock down the walls the enemy's building. We've got to tear apart the traps that he's setting. 
We've got to shamelessly persist. Oh, God, save this nation. Oh, God, save my neighbor. Oh, God, visit my Aunt Gladys that she may know you. Oh, God, do something at my job. Oh, God, I need this. Shameless persistence. Persevere, all perseverance. He says, continue steadfastly in prayer. And then he says, be watchful in it. What does that mean? Be dynamically engaged with God. If you've been praying for the same thing over and over and over, maybe it's time to shift the way you're praying about it. Watch. Watch what God's doing. Watch what's happening in the Spirit and shift, maybe change what you need to change and come at this thing in another way. Ask God, Lord, I'm watching this prayer. It doesn't seem like some, anything's happening. I'm watching. Give me revelation knowledge. Give me information. I'm getting anxious. Nothing's going on. So let me bring you the next thing because I'm praying and I'm not seeing anything. So what's up? Be watchful in your prayer life, but be persistent. Be diligent. The, the, the other thing he says is that uh, we're to making supplication for all the saints. So we, we ask continually for all the saints, the supplications, what all of our needs are, whatever your need is. But he throws an ingredient into this in most of these uh, portions of Scripture concerning thankfulness. Being thankful and grateful. So you know, that's really important because it fortifies where your positioning is. You're recognizing that I am blessed, that I do have what I need. I'm thankful God saved me. How many of you know at Passover when we sing Die Anew? It would have been enough. Die, 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 Remember that? It would have been enough. And so what they're saying is it's a gratefulness. God, if I didn't get this answered, at least I know that I have this. Can you count that you are saved do you know that you're saved? Do you know that God's love has secured you through his blood on the cross and it's a gift of grace by faith? Wow, if I don't get anything else, die anew. It would have been enough. But adding to that, he put his Holy Spirit in me. He's given me his spirit so that I can have fellowship with him. I can have power with him. Wow, <laughs> that's awesome. But I also need this. But if I don't get it, it would have been enough just to have salvation and the Holy Spirit. And he joined me to a family, the body of Christ. Oh man, I'm not going through this alone. Not only do I have salvation, a secure place in heaven, and I have the Holy Spirit guiding and walking with me, but I'm attached to a family now and a people who will pray for me and care for me. Woo! Man, I get this answered right away, but it would have been enough just what I do have. What I do have is a job. And I have finance and I have food. Wow! Okay, so if I didn't get this, at least I got salvation, the Holy Spirit, the body of Christ, and I do have provision. That would have been enough. You see what I'm talking about, gratefulness? Because if we don't have gratefulness in our petitions, we get cranky. We get agitated. We think, oh, poor you. Testimony time, someone else gives a testimony, and you're like, yeah, he never does anything for me. How many of you remember there's an old song we used to sing, Count Your Blessings? Name them one by one. Count your many blessings and see what God has done. Take an inventory 
and be thankful, be grateful. Because in the inventory, you're going you're gonna to find something you forgot you had. How many of you have been doing this? COVID's here and you've been cleaning your basement, cleaning your closet. You've cleaned how many closets now? And haven't you discovered things you forgot you even had? Put it on eBay. <laughs> but see, that's what being grateful is. That's what being thankful is, is when you're doing your inventory, you're finding the things that God had provided. You've been praying for something when you've already had it. Ten years ago, he gave it to you. You just put it on a shelf somewhere. The answer was already there, but in thankfulness and in gratitude, you remember all the blessings God's given you, and you begin to realize, wow, I've got the provision for this situation. Does this make sense to you? And so this is essential. Prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, and devotion or determination. And so we are watchful and thankful in all these things. Last of all, making supplication for who? Yeah, not just for yourself, but now who are we praying for? A few of your friends. Everyone. Everyone. See, we are to get to such a place where we are bombarding heaven continually. If God was asking you to do this, do you think he'd be irritated? that you're asking for so much? He's the one who told us. Ask, 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 seek, knock. Please, somebody, approach the throne. i got a really good pathway here that Jesus made. Use it. He's asking us to be nonstop in our supplication, in our requests, in our needs, to thank him for everything and to ask him for more. Do you think he's going to run out? Ah, oh, jeez, Gabriel, they're asking for another piece of this. I don't have any more. You got any? Check the warehouse. Right? I mean, look what he did with bro, uh, five loaves of bread and a couple fish. Right? He's not going to run out. And some people, well, it's a lack of faith. If you ask more than once, you're just not believing. Right? So they, they flip that one on. I'm sorry, Scripture doesn't say that. Scripture says quite the opposite with shameless persistence. Ask and ask again, and then ask again, and then ask again. Now, Paul did this. Paul asked. He said, I asked three times. Well, good for you. Three times. That's good. But he got an answer, didn't he? He said, God, this thing is killing me, this thorn in the side of my flesh. I need you to supply an answer for this situation. And God gave him an answer. He had to adjust to it. <laughs> Remember what the answer was? My grace is sufficient for you. What I, what I take that term sufficiency to mean is compensation. For the trouble you're going through, my grace will compensate for whatever problem this is creating. It's sufficient. My grace will abound where this thing irritates and he didn't take the irritation away. How about that? But he gave grace to endure or persevere. So just because you didn't get the answer you wanted and you didn't go the way you wanted, you persevere because you will get the grace you need to go through. You will get an answer to prayer. And his answer is going to be sufficient. And it's going to be grace. And so we have to then adjust 
to the compensation of grace for whatever the problem was. And by the way, that thorn in the flesh, I've said this a million times, that thorn in the flesh was not some weakness, some illness, some sickness. It was the Judaizers who were following him wherever he went, wherever he preached, trying to destroy his ministry. They were a thorn in the side of him, his ministry, and he asked them to go away. And God said, no, my grace is sufficient. And God didn't take him away. You know why? Because it forced him to write letters to all the churches and guess what someone did? They collected him and put him in this book. And because of the thorn in his flesh, we have the abundant provision of God's grace to Paul for him to write the majority of the New Testament by which we are all living and preaching today. So this grace is going to work. So keep praying, keep praying. And finally, he says, making supplication for all the saints. And what I believe is that's for your friends, that's for your family, that's for all the saints you know. But it is also for the church as a whole. Right now, everyone is being called by the Spirit of God, pray for the body of Christ. Pray for the church. Pray in this hour for the church to rise up. We don't need a church that is weak. We don't need a church that is debilitated. We don't need a church that's anxious. We need a church that is prayerful, that is thankful, that has supplication, and that is persevering or dutiful and deliberate to prayer. And the body of Christ, it's our hour. Rise up, church. So everyone must be praying for this effort. And we are called to prayer. Stand with me this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.